Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Michael, you're, you're like, you're like, rather than yes and, you're like, no, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Got the cold open in. Right Hugh just built himself. He made his editing job easy. Smashed it. <laughs> okay, back to one, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Legitimate Likes, the comedy podcast where we take a look at some of humanity's most popular fascinations and we try to work out whether they're worthy of the hype. They're likes, but are they legitimate likes? My name's Will, and I'm joined, as always, by Hugh. Hello, Hugh. Hi, Will. How are you? Oh, I'm very well. You got, did you hear the little laugh that I did in the middle there? Yeah, you sound in a great mood. I'm a great What's mood. What's got you so happy? Well, it's not a very good thing to say at the start of an audio medium, but I've got the most smiley, lovely face in front of me. I've pinned him to the Zoom call, uh, looking at no one else but him. It's John Gallagher! Gallagher! Uh-oh, oh, my English oh, this oh. game. <laughs> Controversy from the off. Oh, I, like I really it. didn't mean to do that. John, welcome back. Hi, Will. Hi, I've Hugh. I've been assimilated Hi. enough to know that I got it wrong, but not to stop myself before I do. I'm surprised you don't actually go too far the other way and say, John O'Hallach. <laughs> John Gallagher. <laughs> like people saying, David O'Doherty. Yeah, oh, yeah. God. Like, there's no C or K. But I could think of a word with a C and a K to describe those people. Anyway, uh, in fact, I can think of multiple words with C and K. God, they're very versatile letters. <laughs> John, what's uh, been happening since you were on last? You last came on around Easter to talk about chocolate bars, I think. It was, yeah. I've mostly been, um, we have a little baby. Uh, and the big development of my life recently is that I have become a real Nazi about this Sunday walk. Thank um, God that sentence finished that way. Really, really Please don't good. cut that <laughs> yeah. sentence halfway through. Uh, just a light little anecdote to start things out. I wondered uh, why yeah, the moustache but... was the way it was. Mm. <laughs> a shaving error. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, so every Sunday 
Uh, I'm kind of insisting that if we live in this kind of lovely, beautiful county, uh, we kind of go off into the countryside and find these kind of little like Midsummer Murders pubs and tramp around dales and hills. Uh, I'm having a great time. Don't really know about anyone else, but yeah. John, I would just like to say, you say you have a little baby. I've met your baby. There's nothing little about him. He is immense. Uh, I brought him earlier on to the library. Uh, He physically menaced a 14-month-old Albanian boy uh, and then managed to... I've never seen someone do something like this. He he sounds like a Nazi. (laughs) Oh, he was... He's a very, very kind and left-leaning baby. Uh, But he does kind of... um, You're meant to hold their head up, John. (laughs) This baby's lolling over to the right. Oh, no! I've just never seen him kind of create a scene in the same way as he was heading towards the board books and kind of got them in his eye and he was decided to make his way and started to crawl but with every movement of the crawl he would issue genuinely a loud adult volume fart (laughs) Um, and so it was like watching a cartoon dinosaur move across the screen (laughs) Uh, just gently with these kind of concerned readers uh, and you know, other people who are in the library in the middle of the day just just staring at him. But yeah, no, he's great. He's absolutely, um, absolutely gigantic. I mean, uh, yeah, as, as, as board books are to normal books, I feel your son is to normal <laughs> babies, you know? He's just got that extra mega massive quality about him. Uh, but John, speaking of adult volume farts, I think it's about time we introduced our producers, Anya and Michael, who run this ship. Hi, Anya and Michael. Hello. Never, never see it coming. Never see it coming. How are you both? Just kind of keeping a low profile. Just gonna let Michael take a lot of the heat here. And you'll take the smell. What sort of what sort of baby were you like, Anya? Were you a, were you a big bouncy baby? The babies in my family's are a family are all enormous. I was uh, just under ten pounds. My brother over ten pounds. My father before That's me big, right. over ten pounds. Uh, we're whoppers. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, I think, interestingly, developed into a fascist rather than being born. Into Michael, what did you weigh at birth? Oh, I was a small. I was a small he guy. He weighed his coins. <laughs> I was a small guy. I, I can't. I don't know what was I. I was I was like no, five or six, five or six oh, that's, that's pounds. Respectable. Is that? Yeah, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I guess respectable. so. Respectable. It's more. It's more the the one that's yet to come, Michael. When you weigh your heart against a feather to decide whether <laughs> you'll be taken down into the underworld or not. Is that a reference to something? No. Egypt. <laughs> yeah, it's very rare that you'd have Anubis in the maternity unit, <laughs> but for certain very special babies. A friend of mine, whenever um, he has a particularly bad hangover, he does two things. Uh, one is that he used to come down the stairs, kind of gaunt and grey-faced, and he would just whisper, take me to Dignitas. <laughs> uh, but the other is that the way he describes the severity of his hangovers, he sees, if he has a particularly bad one, he claims that he wakes in the morning and that he can see Anubis <laughs> in the corner of the bedroom, just kind of eyeing him balefully. So yeah, much like Michael's brother. Anubis would be in the maternity ward because he's a mummy. Well done, Will. That John was doesn't great. know whether to go <laughs> along with was... Will on this well, or actually, whether to try and mommy. correct him was, was, on the historical. You're thinking of um, mummies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got me. Him and Brendan Fraser hung out, no? God, that was a great, Anubis great has film. a big dog head, does he? So is Anubis is not, not a mummy now? It's a jackal, right? Oh, a, yeah, with the, big, with the big pointy ears, you know? Yeah. Right mm-hmm. up top. 
yeah. I, oh, man, I really took a punt on something. I don't really. I just assumed that was so a mask you're, or you're something. A, you're in John's house now when it comes to Egyptology. John, <laughs> I, I, I bet you wish you were an Egyptologist, do you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the the loose-fitting clothing, yeah. for one thing, right? <laughs> I mean, I'm of a body type where the standard academic <laughs> thing is kind of a bit close-fitting, quite warm and indeed warming. Uh, <laughs> but the idea of kind of sashaying around uh, in khaki, I think. I'd yeah, be John, I mean, much. I've seen you sashay. I've seen you wear a pair of trousers that turned into a cape. <laughs> what? <laughs> or possibly vice versa. <laughs> Do you not remember... You're going to have to remind me. I mean, it's about 15 years ago, but... Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. purple or orange or... My Thai fisherman trouser (laughs) era. Ah. I was imagining, like, stripper uh, rip-off. You know, the clothing that just, like, tears Mm. off, tear away clothes. I thought that's what... Everything I'm wearing is well Um... Well, why are we why are we here? I don't know why I asked that so depressingly. Why are we here? <laughs> uh, well, we're here to talk about. Uh, I was very close to uh, the princeling of autumn, John Gallagher. Uh, we're talking about seasons of mists, seasons of mellow fruitfulness. It's the autumn episode, uh, and we brought our special guest, J- gone on, John on. <laughs> You're really struggling through this whole introduction. Yeah, it's like it's <laughs> like you've got a big mouthful of marbles. I don't know. Leaves. Crunchy autumn leaves. Uh, I've got a no. I'm not gonna finish that. Um, <laughs> no, go on. <laughs> you have to. You have to. I was gonna say a mouthful of gourds, but that doesn't sound right. <laughs> You've read my memoir. <laughs> that's, that's so tame. <laughs> a mouthful of gourds by John Gallagher. Oh, the Gallagher was oh, it was rough. Michael and I have us always prepared a quiz. Michael, do you want to start or shall I? Uh, yeah, I'll go for it. Anya, are you absolutely smashed? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like you've been down in the autumnal wine. <laughs> yeah. Some mead. Some some mead. fine mead. Um, I actually did have a glass of wine a few hours ago, but now I'm really concerned. But it was it was really just a... Just a, just a just sort of a glass in a 750 mil <laughs> bottle shape. I just, my, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not with it. Yeah, sure, sure. I will. I'll step in here, and maybe second and third. Okay. So, <laughs> question one in the quiz: What links Rupert the Bear, Doctor Who, and Lenny Kravitz? Oh, easy. I know. Mm, I, I, know. I don't know this. That's that's easy. Will, will we give you? A... I want Hugh to give his guess. I want to. I want to... Uh, so Rupert the bear wears nice yellow check trousers. Yes. And a red jumper, yeah. but no cape. Crucially, um, I've forgotten the second one. Lenny <laughs> Kravitz. Doctor Who. Oh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who lives in a phone box that's big. <laughs> uh, he lives in a phone box up in the sky. <laughs> Doctor Who does. Uh, and Lenny Kravitz has uh, lots of songs. Um, <laughs> Why are you so similar? And has a daughter called Zoe Kravitz. The phone box thing, follow that. Phone box, TARDIS. Uh, it, it's bigger on the inside than it is on the outside. Are they all bigger on the inside than they are on the outside? <laughs> He's got it, finally. They were all very good at the Hunger Games, surprisingly so. <laughs> should, we, should we say at the same time, Mr. Gallagher? Yes. Three, two, one. Huge scarf. scarf. Oh. Yes. Yes, they do. They all wear scarves. I was thinking of eagle-eyed cherry. That's why I was so confused. Instead of Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> okay. Oh, instead of Rupert the Bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, they all wear scarves. The uh, the classic autumnal accessory. And uh, Hugh, do you know about Lenny Kravitz's scarf? I, the other guys obviously I, do. I, I absolutely don't. So, so Lenny Kravitz was, well, you gotta Google was it, yeah. uh, famously pictured, I think this is in 2012 or 2013, but people are still talking about it, um, wearing an absolutely enormous scarf. It was, you know, a couple of feet wide and many feet long. And he was just wearing it like it wasn't no thing walking down the street in New York. Uh, can I confess something? Yeah. I don't really know who Lenny Kravitz is. I'm sure that he's a singer or she's a singer or they're a singer. But Rupert the Bear and Doctor Who came up and I thought as a joke, I'll say scarves. And then when you said Lenny Kravitz, <laughs> I think, oh, I think the answer might actually be scarves. <laughs> so I don't, I, Lenny Kravitz just feels like a scarfy name. Yeah, he's a big scarf guy. Yeah, big scarf. Could you divide, Will, um, celebrities into Scarfy and non-Scarfy? Yeah, give me some celebrities. I'll let you know if they're Scarfy or non-Scarfy. Scarlett Johansson. Scarfy. Serene McKellen. Very Scarfy. Scarf. Top Very Scarf. Scarfy. Top Scarf. I, I've seen Ian McKellen in person wearing a lovely scarf. <laughs> Jack Chirac. Oh, Not Scarfy. Oh, scarfy. Scar from The Lion scarf. King. <laughs> he's, he's not Scarfy. He's got mane. Scarface. Not, not scarfy. scarfy. Okay. Very much an open neck situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Mm. Yeah, okay, your story checks, it checks out, Will. It works. Yeah, I haven't been wrong yet. Is, is Rupert the Bear, he's he's probably the nattiest dresser of all the cartoon bears, really, isn't he? I don't, I don't think anyone... Well, Winnie the Pooh is nude from the waist. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. Paddington is a flasher, definitely. <laughs> Yogi Bear is fully nude. No, he has a waistcoat. Oh, yeah. Which, in many ways, is kinkier than <laughs> just... No, Yogi nude. Bear wears it. He wears it like a green fedora, and he also then wears a tie, and he's got a collar but no shirt. So it's kind of actually when you think about it, it's he's got a dress. Very Chippendale. Exactly, he's dressed like a male stripper. I was going to say is. Mad Max, but I'm thinking of what is it? What's what's the stripping show? Magic Mike. Magic Mike. <laughs> Magic Mike. Mad Max. Mad Max. The only thing that could improve Fury Road would be if they stripped. Oh, Anya's got a straw in her mouth. Just sipping away there. Chardonnay. Yeah. I, I have a bottle of Balaji. So. Even that sentence, Anya, you just sound. You, you genuinely sound just like I've a bottle of Balaji and it's going to get me through my, my this. My mouth feels full of saliva, and we're using it on- for all the listeners. Okay, uh, so I'm going to give you two words, uh, and I want you to tell me what they relate to. So the first one is the Japanese word "mama jigari," and the second word is the Finnish word "ruskareki." They are an, an autumnal activity, and can you tell me what they are? What I would say is before the before we get any answers is that John is undoubtedly of people I know and definitely of our guests on the podcast so far. John is the most languaged person I've ever met. John, you know how some of us when we go to another country you try and learn a couple of phrases. John is like, no, I just must achieve fluency in the next in the next <laughs> week. So I think you've talked about how difficult Finnish is as a language, John. But I refuse to believe you don't have any of it, do you? Finish. So you never got to the end of it. I can say. Thank you, and I, which is, I think, thank you is kitos, and cheers is kippis, and I can say I love you, which is mina rakastan sinwa. <laughs> Will, do you have any idea of, of the answer to this question? I think I, well, I'm going to have a, a guess, a contextual guess, which I think it's, but John's nodding a lot. I don't want to take away the limelight. Are you, are you guys guessing like, just because it's something that, there's a link between Finland and Japan? No. There's no link, there's no link. But they mean the same thing, right? They mean the same thing. They mean the same thing. I do. My guess is, but it's not the word I know for in, in Japanese. Is it forest bathing? 
John, that's very close. And I'll give somebody is else a go. Crunching leaves? No. So forest bathing is another word. This is something similar, but this is looking at leaves as the colours change. Leaf peeping. Leaf peeping. And that's what it's known as in the US. But I knew you would get that. So leaf peeping is the term used Whoa. for travelling to view and photograph fall foliage, uh, particularly in New England. Appalachia and the upper Midwest. And the term leaf peeper is used to describe people who do it. And a gathering is known as a leaf peep show. <laughs> None of these words is good. But there is, this is a thing in Japan. So forest bathing. And then there's also, I can't remember the term for it. Uh, it's where you go to take in the, um, the cherry blossoms is another form of mm-hmm. just taking in the, the natural beauty. But it's a big thing in Finland as well. And they have uh, beautiful autumn leaves. So no. <laughs> so for our last question, I'm going to give you three American autumnal festivals. And I want you to tell me which one is real. Which two are real and which one? I love it. So the first one is the Fire Ant Festival of in Marshall, Texas. So every October 8th, uh, this festival takes place. Uh, it involves fire ant mascots and events like a diaper derby. Derby? Derby? Oh, in America, derby. Derby. Parade, chicken chunking contest, fire ant calling contest and a gurning competition. <laughs> okay. Our second autumn festival on October 29th. Did you say, co- sorry, chicken chunking? <laughs> Chicken chunking, yeah. Never chunked a chicken? <laughs> How many no, chickens yeah, can a chunk chunk chicken with a chunk chicken chunk chunk? Chunk. Um, and then if you're... When you jumped in like a hype man. Chunk! <laughs> <laughs> what? I know where he's going. I, I was doing the low harmony. Uh, so if you're in Coruscant, California on October 29th, you can go to the Tarantula Awareness Festival, um, which comes around just in time for Halloween and has the goal of educating the public about the California brown tarantula. And this involves a pumpkin cheesecake competition, a scream-off, uh, a tarantula poem contest, uh, a spider race and a hairy leg competition for the humans. <laughs> How would you do in that competition, John? The hairy leg competition? Yeah. I think I'd do all right. Uh... I think i do just fine. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm backing myself here. Uh, so I'll give you the third one. So the last one is on the 5th of November, the Tewkesbury, Massachusetts Gourd Throwing Festival, which dates back to puritanical times, where the townspeople dress in period costume and take part in competitions to grow and throw their own gourds. There's prizes for the largest, longest, most inventive shape and the furthest thrown. And the event <laughs> culminates in a competition to throw a gourd over the original town hall. The winner is gifted a miniature gold-plated pumpkin pin and crowned the gourd king of the <laughs> I mean, if that's not on you, if that's not on you, then, then then well done. I mean, like, they're all mad, obviously, but, but Anya loves a gourd. And the only thing she loves more than a gourd is talking about a gourd. And it's like probably the only thing she loves more than that is making up a quiz question about a gourd. So... I can't see any other answers being She also brought up gourds before this. Yeah, but yeah. they are an autumnal <gasps> it was treat. Gourd shadowing. They are. I like think throwing it over an a Puritan town hall <laughs> is very on you, you know? Yeah. Uh, she's very yeah. Puritan. Um, but then it, is the fire ant and the tarantula thing like have they um is it like oh is that someone who was inspired by the other one and went insecty and uh, mm. whatever the spider is? Arachnidian. Um, Arachnidian. I, I think that the tarant the tarantula one definitely sounds real to me. Um, I I think that's an awareness festival. Like, come on. Well, isn't it t- you know trying to stop the stigma because tarantulas are actually really useful and great. 
which is why they're having a scream off. Is it a scream about how much you respect tarantulas and don't? How are they useful? What can you use a tarantula for? Like, what are they? What are we harnessing their powers for? Well, I think they're just they're just an important part of the Californian. They are not. They are big. They are in their way. Big fluffy hands that just move around. They are not. Well, that's what we could say about you, Michael. But you're an important part of this ecosystem. Well, well, well. He's a part of it. So it's only when you see you all mean? five of us on Zoom that you're like, yeah, we could probably ditch him at this point. <laughs> um. So what are you going for, John? What do you think? I so I do agree with you. And the thing is, I think tarantula might be a curveball thrown by Onya, but I think Tewksbury and the Puritans are the fake one. Now, the reason I think that is because Puritans not noted players of games uh, and Uh very much kind of like moving to America kind of (laughs) because there was a bit too much game playing going on back in England. (laughs) Now, it could be that the good people at Tewksbury are just massaging their history and I'm dead wrong, but I I say, what do you think? I think we go with Tewksbury Gourd Festival. Okay. It's, It's the gourd throwing. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, there is no cheese free gourd festival. <laughs> there's no pumpkin or gourd king or queen. No, yes. Absolutely yeah. devastated. Yeah. I know. The end of this episode. Tonya, you are yeah. the gourd queen. <laughs> Thank you. I, 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 yeah, I, I enjoyed that so Should have been the though. gourd lord, really. Yeah. <laughs> I came lord. close to crowning myself the pump king. <laughs> <laughs> How many different gourds are there? So you got your pumpkin, you've got your, your squash. squashes, you've Spaghetti, got your courgette. You've got a variety You've got kabocha squash. squash. You've got spaghetti squash. Come on. Uh, okay, are courgettes a squash, John? They're are a gourd. Yeah, a gourd. Yeah, yeah. A gourd, yeah. Aubergine. John, you and I have a long history body. of when we come to visit each other of buying <laughs> yes. a lar- as yes, large a butternut do. squash as we can find and hiding it in the other's pillowcase. That's <laughs> large and protuberant <laughs> uh, squash. I, yes. think, <laughs> yes. I think you may have once flown home from Kerry with a butternut squash in your wash bag. <laughs> yes. Unbeknownst I think to that's you. That's correct. I arrived back in England, <laughs> opened up to unpack uh, several weeks later. And uh, yeah, yeah, there was Hugh's uh, gleaming butternut squash. So Autumn, do you want to give your opening opening statements? Autumn, good or bad? Harbinger of doom, of winter, or uh, just, a, just a good crisp of the time? Yeah, Autumn's lovely, I think. Um, I think it's funny because as well, it's got such a... Certainly in in the northern in the northern hemisphere, western world, like it's so connected to going back to school. Now I appreciate not everyone can stays in school for the rest of their lives, <laughs> but even if you don't, there's still that. It's always got that connection, and so in a way, it does always have the beginning of a year feel to it. Um, in a way that maybe the the horrible days of early January might not. Um. Yeah, I think autumn's lovely. I think you've got great weather. I like the evenings closing in a bit. I know that might be a controversial statement. I, don't, I like the mm. dark evenings. Um, yeah, I mean, in general, I'm, I'm pro-autumn, but I'm, I'm eager to discuss, discuss things with people because it certainly has its downsides. Yeah, I'm pretty pro-autumn too. Again, it's a weird choice for an episode, uh, but I love it. I love that crisp crunch of autumn leaf as you crunch down on your first morning bowl full at the start of October. It's lovely. It's horrible when the leaves get mushy though, isn't it? Yeah, you got to eat them quick. Yeah. <laughs> John, what are your thoughts on uh, autumn? Boringly, I am very pro-autumn. Yeah. Uh, I love being cosy. Uh, I love putting on a big jumper, curling up with a book, a little steaming cup of something nice. Uh, big fan of it. There are things I don't like. Uh, I don't like the clocks going back. 
uh, which I think is bad and insane. <laughs> um, but overall, it's a it's a cracking time. Isn't it really bad for I... the environment when they change the clocks? In what way? Talk us through that one. Yeah, so what's happened here is I've read something <laughs> years ago, not fully understood it, and just said it to someone like John and Hugh, who I think are smarter than me, and hoped they knew what it was. So there's something to do with when you change the times, like the the amount of extra use of like fuel or something like it's like oh that's bad <laughs> that's genuinely me trying to explain it as best i can i mean in I'm fairness so it's something that humans do it's probably bad for the environment you know it's, yeah. it's something unnecessary <laughs> it's something unnecessary that we do all the time yeah probably bad for the environment we have to stop putting the clocks back we simply have to like it is so hard living in this bit of the northern hemisphere and the fact that we voluntarily choose to remove an hour of light from the evening a time when humans are awake and enjoying their lives and give it to the morning a time for school mm. children farmers and no one milkman <laughs> sorry i'm actually I'm genuinely angry about this i can't even do a joke <laughs> milk persons exactly and john as as a, a parent of a young child i'm sure as you've discovered there is no daylight savings time reset button on a on a one-year-old like they are going to sleep and waking up when they want to so yeah yeah it's it's terrible for loads of reasons michael you do that yeah i do i do i do i'm really set in my ways but the one where you get an hour in bed is when it gets darker right yeah so it's a pyrrhic victory on you yeah <laughs> what's that mean uh, you know you win but at a cost a Pyrrhic. Pyrrhic. Oh, my name's Pyrrhic Victory. Public <laughs> Major. He does sound like a setup. Yeah, <laughs> but I can't do that accent, so I've gone with a sort of vague Australian, and I don't know if that's right. It's pretty good. It sounds pretty uh, high pitched. Thank you. <laughs> I think South African would have to be a bit more. Oh, yeah. Actually, Anya, can I use you to test a theory of mine? Sure. Which is, I think that the funniest thing you can say in a South African accent is Masonic regalia. <laughs> Um, could you say that in a South African accent, please? It's so <laughs> Did it live up to it, John? It's everything I dreamed and more. <laughs> so one question that I did have was, do you think that there's a bit of a fantasy autumn that's never quite, that, that you never quite reach? Yeah. You're, I'm, you're looking forward to it and then it doesn't really come to fruition. I, I do, I do. And as a counterpoint to all the nonsense that was talked just a couple of minutes ago, I will say, it's not that I hate autumn, but it's the fourth best season. Like, it has none of the appeal of any of the other seasons. Summer, clearly best. Spring, you're getting into summer. Winter, go with me here, just before spring. Then it's summer, pretty good. Has Christmas, then autumn. It's, it's like, people who say that autumn is the best are like people who say that George Harrison was the best Beatle. But Michael... They're just being contrarian. They're just being wrong, you know? Michael, in these islands, the issue with the way you've described winter... Yeah. As being, you know, spring is right around the corner. Winter in <laughs> yeah. Ireland and in Britain, where I live, is six months long. Yeah, it's true. It is a six-month season. But but like we're we're bearing into it now, and we won't come out of it until maybe April. If Easily. we're lucky, yeah. Spring is two weeks in May. Exactly. Winter has that it, the night is always darkest before the dawn thing going for it. Do you know what I mean? Where... Michael, do you are you like do you imagine it as like you know those primary school posters where it's like. Uh, February yeah. to May, there's yeah. lambs and gambling. Yeah. Not gambling, not, not like blackjack. <laughs> gambling. What kind of school did you go to? Like, <laughs> the school of hard knocks. And then, 
and then and then it's summer and then it's like everything you 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 i mean i think it's They're very, playing craps um, in summer yeah <laughs> it's, it's very moronically optimistic that you think that's fine on the three months that you'll be big word big word summer. there yeah can we say that in south african uh, south african accent why so evil on you um yeah i michael that's that's, no, that's winter. Crazy. Winter's got Christmas. Okay, there's no way that Christmas is worse than not Christmas. Okay, so like it literally goes. <laughs> the worst part of the year is autumn. Gets better from then on out, and that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, Michael, it's like reasoning with a child. <laughs> like my favorite time of year is my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Children are capable of change. <laughs> And growth. And growth. <laughs> uh, I don't know if anyone knows Cafe Paradiso, which is a vegetarian restaurant in Cork. Uh, their yes. chef, Dennis Cotter, writes that he's never been comfortable with the neat compartmentalization, compartmentalization of the year into four even seasons. I would sometimes argue that there are probably seven, and I think that's probably true, that early autumn... Sleepy, and... dopey, grumpy... So what are they? Name, name them. Name them. I there... suppose the other oh. question, though, is are we talking... Do we talk meteorological, meteorological <laughs> autumn or... What? What's the other? Calendrical In South African, autumn. please. <laughs> <laughs> Meteorological autumn? <laughs> but our, September is very different to, uh, the, you know, November. But exactly, what do we define as autumn? So I think... I is get in trouble. Uh, no, I think... Because... I think Met Aaron... <laughs> Go ahead, John, sorry. I think Met Aaron would have something to say if Webster's English Dictionary describes marriage as... <laughs> It's your toast at every wedding. Yeah. I actually Sorry. do want to hear what Matt Aaron said. <laughs> Go on, Mike. I'm pretty sure Matt Aaron defined autumn as September, October, November. And then winter is December, January, February. So why do primary school tell you that it's August, September, October? Because the first, well, it's isn't part of it the names of the months in Irish, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, where October is Derefor, right? Mm. Is the end of autumn. End of autumn. Um, but also because we need to get... Because for us, right, the 1st of February, St. Bridget's Day, is the first day of spring. Which, I mean, categorically, it's it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, absolutely fuck everyone who says it isn't <laughs> as well. Because I'm a huge St. Bridget's stan. We'll hopefully be back here in uh, January, February. And we can talk about this. Big cloaks. Again, there's a theme. Great woman. Um, but, yeah, I think in Ireland we wrap ourselves into knots. Uh, into uh, little... Celtic knots, yeah. Um, yeah, because we are basically deep in hock to St. Bridget and to the idea that the 1st of February is the start of spring. But is there also an argument that actually, regardless of this, the, the seasons should be between solstice and equinox <laughs> and then so on? Equinox is just a cool word. Equinox <laughs> is a cool word. Dying to use Yeah, mic drop from Hugh there. <laughs> and you know that the plural is, pr- is probably like equanases. <laughs> I think that's something you take if you've got a cold. <laughs> it's a disease of horses. <laughs> Sorry. Anyway, autumn, right? Very good. I mean, I guess um, I guess the fantasy autumn thing is the idea of like a, a picture of New England, you know, where the leaves are every single color of the rainbow drifting down and you could be cycling down the street, you know. And as I say, you have that lovely, there's the lovely autumn morning in Ireland when the leaves have come off the trees, they're crunchy, they're red and yellow and orange, but then like within an hour, they are just a horrible mulch. Hmm. <laughs> Who's really fantasizing about autumn? Me. I, I, I didn't, I don't think it's, is it something people are like, oh, I, I don't think it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, I, I think, 
I see. I think that there, you know, to everything there is a season, <laughs> and I think by the, the by the end of the summer, and yeah, we've had a hot summer. I'm I'm excited for to to roll the fan out of the bedroom. I'm excited to put. Yeah, he's been there it. for years. It's very ever since we started the podcast. He's like, I love this stuff. Get out. I'm excited to put the uh, to put a to put a, a quilt on my bed. I'm I'm excited for the Christmas in the air. I'm excited for black tights and boots and scarves to be back. And I'll put them on I'm when I'm ready. The... Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm and, I, and I'm excited for the back to school vibe. Mm. Yeah. I do like those you those know? little. Once you just get that little colder evening, you know, just that little the little snap in the air, you know. Yeah. And yeah, and I like it's that. pleasantly cold. Mm. Right? when it's not like you're going out and kind of your fingers are falling off you and all that. And it's now it is very wet. We we can't deny the fact that it does get very wet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just like a bit of Christmas in the air. It's unreal. Like I've been gambling myself uh, in the streets and fields. I've been uh, romping through the fields and spinnies. Uh, On oh, my youth, <laughs> uh, enjoying all of that, and it is crisp weather, and it's that kind of. But it's Christmas, but it's not Christmas. You know, it's it's just secular Christmas. Mm. You know, it's. Oh, but I, I'm so often devastated by the reality, which is increasingly that the autumn is very warm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hate a hot autumn. And I mean, obviously, Michael just an Indian that. summer. Mm. Michael's just got three diesel generators out. The <laughs> yeah. Come on. Warm the up. problem Burning with the hot the autumn. autumn is, at least in summer, if it's hot in the summer, it's warm in the morning. So in the morning, you head out in your, in your t shirt and shorts. Whereas in autumn, it's cold. So you have to head out in your coat and hat and gloves. But then suddenly, an hour later, yeah. you're, you're like a, a melting witch, you know? <laughs> <laughs> is there anything worse than being too warm? <laughs> Anything, Almost any nothing. single human experience, nothing. No. Grief, and even, pain. Even the slight <laughs> bit too warm, you're just kind of going. <laughs> I genuinely would rather be dead. Yeah. <laughs> it's no way to live. It is also, no way to live. You're right. I mean, <laughs> you'd rather be too cold than too warm. Yeah, right? and, and you yeah. know there are the people who say, well, actually, to be too anything is actually unpleasant. That's what too means. And it's like, no, but listen, cold is better than warm. Yeah, I would agree. Would you rather. Um, would you rather go to bed warm and snuggly but filthy? Or <laughs> is there always a trade-off? Or, or, or squeaky clean and freezing? <laughs> do I have the option to warm up the bed from my cold state, or do I somehow remain cold? No, no, no. You can warm up, but you're, you're, you're. You, you know, there's, there's, there's maybe thirty-five minutes. Define thirty-five minutes. <laughs> Of circulation you go get the fan back in <laughs> give me filthy bed all the time no there's something lovely about being freezing and getting into a bed and even if it does take you a couple of minutes 35 about being filthy though. getting into a bed yeah are you filthy in bed will <laughs> oh, real filthy. <laughs> oh, i didn't want to say it but it was there but I do find it increasingly frustrating that you get your transitional clothes out of the out of the wardrobe. You're ready for, you know, your trench coat. <laughs> yes. Well, John's already wearing his, stomping around the countryside. Re- recently met Anya in person for, for the first time in a while. She was wearing her, I guess, your, as you say, your transitional outfit. Is that how we just describe it? Yeah. Um, and she was wearing... What can only be described? I think in your mind it was sort of like a. What can only be described as in your mind, I think. 
<laughs> quite a stylish sort of trench coat piece, but it was more like one of those big duster coats that um, ranchers wore in the Wild West. Like, you looked like, as I said when I saw you, you looked like Wyatt Earp. You told me I looked like Wyatt Earp meets Columbo. <laughs> I did. I did. I was about to ask, on a scale of one to Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Well, it's funny because yeah. because then we obviously, obviously, John, if you had met Onion and she'd been wearing this coat, what is then the natural thing for everyone to do? Uh, she put a little um, card marked press in the brim <laughs> of her hat <laughs> and send her off the of a store. <laughs> we should have done that. Oh, did you the get into it? You all got ev- into it. We Well, not all at once, actually, which was, does seem now like an opportunity missed. You could have had two of Michael pretending to be a grown-up. <laughs> could could you not have put Michael on your shoulders? To see an yeah. 18s movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, well, we did all get into it, but but again, Michael just looked like, again, the, the Paddington Bear flasher, and I ended up just looking like a, quite a feminist Doctor Who. Yeah. yeah, it was a good look on you, yeah. It looked great. In fact, it was a good yeah. look. Yeah, it, yeah. Worked. Yeah. it worked. Yeah. It worked. I'm ordering my uh, own. Absolutely. But the, the point I'm is going you, to go into school roll, with that now tomorrow. <laughs> you roll out something like that. Uh, you're excited at the prospect of stylishly swishing down the streets. <laughs> mm. And then you're too warm. Then you're red faced and puffing. <laughs> exactly. The Anya story. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's your uh, autumn outfit of choice? I, I didn't realise people sort of separated their clothing into seasons, actually. Uh, I'm sort of going through a bit of a clothing renaissance at the moment, Anya. So um, I already know. I I used to have a couple of jackets, like a green sort of jacket that I'd wear. I I don't know how fruitful this is for the podcast because it's me (laughs) trying to describe half-remembered clothes. Um, That sounds like the first line of a poem about autumn. Trying trying to to describe half-remembered clothes. Or half-remembered clothes sounds like a top 10 best-selling novel. (laughs) <laughs> trying to trying to describe half-remembered clothes is iambic pentameter i think is it not although it's a clunky one because it doesn't, it doesn't fit the rhythm okay so clothes yeah mm. so anyone who's got uh that on their bingo sheet iambic pentameter getting it in i have previously <laughs> texted hugh when he has uh used lines of perfect iambic pentameter in the show so i'm glad to hear john it can you can you spot iambic pentameter as you hear it uh sometimes yeah hugh do you remember what the line was it's something you saying you'd never done something yeah <laughs> i've never had a true friend in my life i think was what he said <laughs> so here as we've all said autumn's pretty terrible another thing about it is what's the deal with the word are we ended in an m or are we ended in an n what's the deal with Both. that what's the deal with that M-M. right Part- so how do you pronounce it michael Slowly. autumn and sometimes, sometimes, if I'm writing it, I'm like, is there a B on the end of this? Is there a silent B here? Oh, you, you think it's awful. <laughs> yeah, awful. You're throwing all the consonants out. If, you, if you've got a it's cold, confusing. that is what it it's is. Confusing. Like, That's it, autumn. It could be a much shorter word. It could be O-T-U-M. Done. Move on. You know? But Did you know oh, that uh, it, was once, it was once in Northern England known as Back End? Ye- it was. It was. <laughs> Everything in Northern England was known as back end. Sorry, Will. I live in back end. Like, <laughs> great back end. Speaking, speaking of the seasons, you guys know the pizza quattro stagioni. Hmm. Yeah, it's disgusting. Can anyone sure. anyone describe it? What's 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 it all about? 
It's got blue cheese. Mushrooms. Four seasons. No, but what's the concept? What are we? What is are, there what one is, thing is... from each season? Is that the idea? Yes. It's de- no, each segment was designed by one of Frankie Valley and the Four Seasons. <laughs> That's exactly it, Will. Yes. And do you have it with a small glass of sherry? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Huge Frankie Valley humor there. <laughs> Hugh, do you know who Frankie Valley of the Four Seasons? Are? Yeah, but I only know the one song. <laughs> oh, well, that would have killed. <laughs> I, Michael, I have a suspicion you were you were leading us into a bit you'd pre-written. No, no, no. <laughs> what I was going to ask you was, I was going to ask you was, I'll give you. Uh, can, can you guess which season which topping represents? Because the way the quattro, what can you give us? Quattro, you said you were going to give us something. I'm going to give you a topping. Um, oh. So uh, oh, <laughs> that is the best out of context quote we've got. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Thought you'd never ask. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Oh. Listener, Google top and bottom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, so the way the way the way the, the way this pizza works is it's divided into four sections. Each represents a, a season of the year. So, what season is represented with prosciutto or olives? Summer. Eh. Winter. That's a negative noise. Winter. You've got to it give is. us the other ones. You could say prosciutto, <laughs> prosciutto and olives, and the next one could be like dark orange leaves. <laughs> like you've got to give okay. us all of them. Okay. Why would olives be winter? Uh, not a real summery thing. I guess maybe they are a wintry thing because there's olive flowers over there in the summer. Well, prosciutto and olives are both sort of stuff that you can store for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You pro- so you've harvested the olives in the autumn and then you're 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 eating them. <laughs> and you've you've taken the prosciutto from the prosciutto plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the other ones then are tomatoes or basil, mushrooms and artichokes. So which is which? Artichokes are spring. Yes, they are. Tomato and basil are summer. Yes, they are. Uh, mushrooms have got to be autumnal because they're kind of they're the taste of the forest floor. Yeah, mushy mushrooms, and also I think I think mushrooms come up in the autumn, don't they? They they sort of yeah 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 they emerge. Yeah, there you go. You have managed happier. to find John's the perfect Venn diagram of vegetables and autumn <laughs> we should inform the listeners that i was late to this recording because i couldn't find my headphones uh, and they were in fact underneath a pile of autumn vegetables on my kitchen table so that's <laughs> who you're dealing with that's, that's who how ironic john how do you feel about the americanization of fall yeah autumn? Pumpkin patches and pumpkin spice lattes. Well, pumpkin spice lattes are vile. They're absolutely disgusting. I tried one once and I wanted to like them because I, I, I like the vibe. Um, but they're awful. Yeah, I mean, there is a kind of, and we talk about this a lot, I suppose, on legitimate likes. You know, there are people making autumn their whole personality and that's not great. Pumpkin patches, did it once, found it oddly charming. So I'm in favour. There are certain things the Americans get right. So I always think this time of year, like the thing that I want to be eating and drinking i want to be sitting in a new england coffee shop maybe doing yes. a little bit of leaf peeping mm-hmm. i want to be doing something that like counts as work but not really like working on my novel you know what i mean uh, and i want yeah. to be drinking a big yeah. like a giant a steaming mug of black coffee right yeah of the kind of the big yeah. kind of filter coffee you get in the states and i want an apple fritter donut and there's a woman topping up the coffee. That's Oh, exactly. Yeah, calling you hon. Yeah, but it's an yeah. apple cider donut. They're obsessed with apples. They do all this stuff. I think they, they're quite good, the Yanks, at kind of um, 
fetishizing all this normal stuff. She's hassled, but she's she's got time for you. Oh, yeah, I know exactly the dynamic. Yeah. She does. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. She's hassled. Got it. Even the characters in the hypothetical world that are women for Michael have to be, you know, downtrodden somewhere. <laughs> Yet she's hassled though. Put upon. Yeah. You're having a and good time, t- John. John, in the fantasy, I presume you're staying in a well-appointed B and B, but it's a be- it's an American bed and breakfast, and it's run by Hillary and Alan, real hosts of a bread and breakfast. I once yeah. stayed in in America, and he makes you a, a special country breakfast style breakfast. Morning. But Alan is the woman and Hillary's the man. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're yeah. talking clapboards yeah. and we're talking yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's like um, it's like a non-haunted version of Hill House from The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and there's some very charming mystery besetting the town. Oh, yeah. Hey there, will... honey. Can I get you another apple cider donut? The last one, because they're all going away. The apples, we haven't had a bad harvest for this in 300 years. <laughs> I hope some lovely young man could solve the mystery. I, yes. Can I recommend an autumn watch? Uh, the film name I have forgotten, and also how to speak. Uh, uh, Practical Magic, Nicole Kidman and Sandra Bullock. I watched it recently for the first time. I've made it my entire personality ever since. John, even if you don't like scary movies, it's very much at the extremely light end of, of scary movies. Anyone else seen it? No. 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 I've got a list of some autumn autumnal films that you can watch. Yeah. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, the Pumpkin Speech. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. <laughs> uh, Olympus Has Fall. <laughs> uh, then there's the classic Downfall. Um <laughs> One flew over the cuckoo's nest and saw the cuckoo preparing to migrate for the winter. Uh, Citizen Rain, October Lips Now, and A Man for One Season. Sorry, October Lips Now? Yeah. Because like, oh, chapped. Hugh, you get a chapped lip, I get you? a terrible chapped lip, yeah. And you know what I had the other day when we were all, we were all actually together recently, which was very nice, um, but we had dinner together and we had, uh, we had burgers. And I... Can't resist when a menu says, please add a second Such burger. Such a sucker for the you extra know? patty, yeah. But you know what? I came home and told my husband that. I was like, every, every time, time. Every time. Every time. Second patty and he's Maybe if there'd been an extra patty to help the lady in the shop, she wouldn't have been so hassled. <laughs> <laughs> patty couldn't come in today. It's been, a tough, it's been a tough summer, but I'm hoping things will pick up this season. It required a very wide open mouth, which I have. But then the, you know, the, the, stretch, the sides the of your stretch. mouth then just... The stretch there, if they're already a little chapped, and then you're eating salty chips, holy mackerel, <laughs> I tell you what. The chances of, you know, really getting salt in the wound of those hopefully not mouth herpes, you know? Can I tell the people what you described your little plastic bag of toiletries as going through airport security? It was a robot deodorant <laughs> and a small Vaseline. And you said, this is what I call the gentleman's wash bag. <laughs> All you need. All Between the chat lips chat and the Frankie Valley shout out, I feel like this is going to play really well in rest homes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hugh, when you mentioned the size of your mouth, I had never mm. noticed that before. And I, I mean this in the best possible way, but I do think that if one of us had to be turned into a Muppet from the Muppets, I just think Hugh would <laughs> oh be... Oh my yeah. God. Yeah. You, I could just imagine just the, moving like the chin staying still and the rest of the head... The entire rest of the head opens yeah. up. Yeah, I've yeah, got yeah. an enormous mouth. And someone actually asked me recently, I say so, a child in my class asked me recently, 
I don't know, they must have seen how enormous my mouth was. And they said, can you put your fist in your mouth? And I said, no, but that's only because my hands are so big as well. <laughs> so I just, I'm just built out of proportion, you know? You gave us some autumnal TV and movie pics. And when I asked John about this earlier, he said he had some books. Would you like to share with the class, John? Any autumnal reads that you'd like yeah, to Yeah, thanks, Anya. <laughs> I was worried that I was going to get my head flushed down the toilet for this because, you know, these are, <laughs> these are books. Uh, and Anya has called me Poindexter once already today. Um... <laughs> John, you're you're really cutely blushing and sort of nervously shifting in the chair. What is what oh, is, where God. does Poindexter come from? I googled it after that. I don't know. I don't know. John, you must know. Is it, I, my <laughs> thinking is the Poindexter. I think it's one of these. Um, it's like milk toast, isn't it? It was a yeah, character. Yeah, I think it was a character. Became, yeah, like in a cartoon or a in the funny pages. Hey, you gotta yeah. <laughs> you gotta check out the funny pages. They got that guy Poindexter. He's got asthma, but we don't have inhalers yet. He died. Um, so. Oh, you're dead right. He was the name of a character in an animated television series, Felix the Cat in the 50s, noted for his intelligence and his use of scientific jargon. There are people called Poindexter, though. It's still a surname. What, like Stephen Poindexter? I think so. I remember seeing some film or something and there was a guy called Poindexter in it. Give us, another, like it was just... give us another example of someone whose surname is Poindexter there, aren't you? Michael Poindexter. There we go, yeah, okay, great, great. John just... Marlon Poindexter is a retired United States naval officer and Department Why of Defense say... official. Why can't you say United? I was going to say... United. I, was, I don't I think this is a good US. line of questioning for Anya. <laughs> Talking about people pronouncing things in I, I was going to say US, but then I got stuck on it. I went all the way through and it sounded like I was United. announcing at the beginning of a football game or something. But he was uh, he was National Security Advisor during the Reagan administration. That's mad. He's got a it's child like called that... Alan G. Poindexter, who was an astronaut. What? Yeah. That'll show those bullies. I mean, he was a real Poindexter. No one's putting his head in the But there's the no flushing toilets oh, on a oh spaceship. Oh, God, guys. Retired astronaut Alan Poindexter, 50, dies in jet ski accident. Wow. <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> oh, poor Alan. Oh, he was basically killed by his oldest son. His older son's jet ski came barreling into him. Was there Poindexter on Poindexter action? That is That's wild. Horrifying. <laughs> 27 <laughs> days and 21 hours in space over his two missions. God. What would be a worse surname? Hitler or Poindexter? <laughs> Hitler? I mean, Anya. <laughs> would it worse to be associated with a nerd or a genocidal mania? <laughs> no, I, didn't, I didn't say I had a strong... You'd almost kind of try and style it out by double barreling it. Like John Hitler Point. Hitler Poindexter. <laughs> <laughs> Are the Hitler Poindexters coming over for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> We've got the Mugabe nerds later. <laughs> uh, John, sorry, your autumn, autumn. Yeah, well, this is so. Sorry, before you do this, I think it's absolutely unacceptable that you think this group of people could bring John in and be like, "Here's a bit of a nerd coming into the cool kids table." Okay, good luck, Poindexter. Who do you think is the coolest of us? <clears throat> me, Hugh or no, me, Anya, Hugh, yes, John. I'll take it. No, John's not. In... Mm. No, the you haven't even said me, me at all. Then on you, then Hugh, then Michael. Oh, that stings! At least he got to you in that one. Michael. It stings so bad. You don't care though. You you no, have a sort true. of a, a scary sort of ability to just let stuff wash over I, you. I march to my own beat. Your C, your CFFA. What's what's that mean? Cool from far away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 
true. Michael was very excited because he thought that sounded like what? Crabby fucking asshole. <laughs> the Not that it requires the double F. Crabby <laughs> fucking fucking asshole. <laughs> That's, it, it, all it needs is a couple more syllables to be iambic pentameter as well. <laughs> so just add another fucking there. That's what Shakespeare used to do. <laughs> He was a very, he was a very bawdy writer, wasn't he? Bawdy is early raunch, isn't it? What light through yonder fucking window breaks? <laughs> it's the light in Juliet. It's the, the fucking, fucking sun. east in Juliet. It's the sun. Arise, fair fucking sun, and kill the moon. John books. Oh. <laughs> oh yeah. Arose by any fucking name that sounds sweet. Actually, another good iambic pentameter line would be, "I'm giving you a topping, fucking fuck." Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I think we I think we're, we're we're banging the explicit button on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we, I always thought of myself as very um yeah, a family family style uh, very implicit uh, guest. I love the phrase family style. It's, yeah. like family style. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just good times. And the brisket. Do you yeah. like that family style? <laughs> With the dipping sauce? We've talked about this before, Anya, but the fact that when I was a child, you could sell me literally anything uh, by describing it as a kit. Uh, whether that was uh, some piece of shit that went with the magazine uh, or all of the things you need to make fajitas except the main ingredients of fajitas <laughs> yes. 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 and I'm like I'm not leaving this super quin until my mother buys um, yeah. we're going to talk about books books yeah, yeah, yeah books. you absolute nerd. Uh, it's not like me because uh, I'm very afraid of everything, and I don't watch horror movies. I only read the Wikipedia synopses uh, of horror movies with the lights on. Correct. Yeah, right um, I found your horror movie episode frightening and disconcerting. Um, there was one, wasn't there? <laughs> I blocked it out. <laughs> Thanks, John. No, John. I've listened to so We've many. never made a horror comedy. <laughs> there has been a horror podcast here in fifteen years. <laughs> Not since that fire at the microphone factory. But yeah, so in since those uh, two astronauts crossed, crashed their jet skis <laughs> into each other. <laughs> if only someone could solve the murder in this sleepy jet ski in New England town. <laughs> so I... <laughs> Please, finish your apple cider donut, sir. And then why, find out why all the apples are gone. I think they were stole by jet ski. Rick, jump on my sea hog. And... <laughs> <laughs> We'll head down to the sound. It's the sound. They're always talking about in the States. <laughs> They're always talking about it so much you had to immediately drop out of the character to ask. <laughs> well, I was trying to think what they'd call a bay or a... Uh, like a, I don't think it was the Bay of Pigs. But I don't think that's where the oh, was. That's what. Oh, so I'll give you a bit of silence oh. so you can cut that. Then I'll talk about books again in a second. Sorry. That's... <laughs> oh, but were they, were they both astronauts in the crash? No, they weren't. They were, <laughs> but the younger one, I don't think the younger one died. He was on a jet ski. Sorry, let's get the full story. <laughs> he was, yeah, yeah, come on. From he was Ace. jet skiing. Well, only he was jet skiing <laughs> with his two sons. Oh, I'm jet skiing all over the place. Oh, Did I say that? You kids, you kids heard of jet skiing, but have you ever heard of jet skiing? <laughs> jet skiing sounds like another astronaut. Um, That's what the high school was 
named after in John's town, Jetstone High. It's where John had his so first kiss he... after homecoming. <laughs> he was jet skiing with his two sons near Little Sabine Bay, not sound, off of Pensacola Beach, Florida, when the accident occurred. Yeah. Poindexter and his 21-year-old son were on one jet ski and his oldest son was on another jet ski. Poindexter, what did I do? It's because you just said I'd forgotten his name was Poindexter and then it sounded like you were just describing him like dweeby boy. <laughs> this nerd who got killed. It's because it's clear it's so Poindexter was sitting still in the water when his older son's jet ski came barreling into him. That is a report from the news. Um, yeah, he was rushed, rushed. He was rushed to Baptist Hospital. <laughs> I'm afraid we can't save this Poindexter. <laughs> You'll have to alert oh, I do like that there's also a typo here, which makes it sound more sort of, I feel, Northern England, because it's obviously trying to say two years later in April 2010, but what it actually says is, two years later in April 2010, Poindexter commanded the space shuttle Discovery. He opened a brand new jet ski shop down in back end. <laughs> Is this the detective that's come to solve it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's so. seconded. I've, yeah. I've, I've moved from the big city of Pudsey, and now I'm here in Florida to try and solve cases. I tell you what, his son survived. Both sons. The point extra name lives on. <laughs> uh, any, any autumnal TV or movies that you like to watch this time of year, guys? Like, I know you don't watch TV or whatever, but do you have any uh, TV shows? You watch as The Economist. <laughs> just looks at it. <laughs> just read the Props ob- it up on the stand. Just read the obituaries, throw them away. <laughs> so that's all I do. I'd say you reread them, do you? Would you keep them and reread them? No, no. And laugh at the people. Still dead. Do you have Alan Poindexter's obituary? Laugh at the people. Laugh at the people. No, no, no. No. Yeah, you definitely feel superiority over the dead. <laughs> Something I've never thought about you before, and yet I'm so certain who, it's true. Who doesn't, though, you know? I mean... You definitely think they're losers. You wander through cemeteries and be like, these idiots! <laughs> what do you think Michael's role would be in this sort of fictional New England town? No, I can see him being a Puritan governor. Like, back in the 1660s. Oh, yeah. You know? I saw Goody on you as talking with the devil kind of thing. Exactly, yeah, exactly. You'd be you'd be judging which is left, right and centre, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, I thought he'd be like the, the, the owner of most of the town. <laughs> sort of like I think you could be a, uh, a school child science project in their father's garden. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, who do you think? I thought I'd be, you know, uh, the guy who was like, uh, basically like the high school jock, like the, the, the quarterback of the high school team, but like 15 years ago. And I still think that I'm great. Like I reached an apex at like 18 and I still think I'm the business. Yeah, that's, that's, that's who I think I'd be. Oh my God, I don't and what are you be... doing now? Are you, are you working? Exactly in... the same thing. I'm bringing, bringing my best girl up to the lookout point in the, the back of my Camaro. And uh... she's still 16. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that why she has to go in the back? Because of the child's No, no Michael, Michael has married his childhood sweetheart, but you're cheating on her. 
with John's waitress up at the All right, okay. <laughs> Who I yeah. think, if you recall, was elderly. Just, <laughs> yeah. just, that's yeah. fine, I'm just checking. Michael didn't realise that was what he liked when he was 21, you know? <laughs> and now he sees that's a good hookup for apple cider donuts. And he's gonna... There's no depths he won't plug. Do we have a, uh, do we have a name for this town? What, for this what, town? What, yeah, yeah, what is it? What the, this is the... Squashport. <laughs> <laughs> Squashport, Massachusetts. I'm taking our bikes out to Gord Point. We're going to smoke a, a doobie. Uh, <laughs> wait, oh my God. There's, there's the old quarterback who's been here for 15 years. Run. It's Will the, the bully. You know, the ones who, who say things like uh, tubular dude. I'm basing this entirely on the villains in Hocus Pocus. Not the just the <laughs> That the is a great film. Have you been down uh, to the jet ski area and the bay? Bunch of poindexters <laughs> down there, man. Hang ten. <laughs> Couple of... My name's Cody McFloop. <laughs> I don't get on with my parents. I take it out on the people around me. Hey, Cody. And I want to get to the bottom of this case. Oh, no. It's a new police officer from back end. Run, dudes. I mean, you're only, you're only like an octave away from South Park. Well, <laughs> your accents are very no, good. Uh, thank you so much. That means a lot to me. <laughs> That's my seductive one. I think we should workshop um, this movie. Yeah. After this, after. it reminds me. It reminds me of every film in the nineties. That no, you know, you know when you'd be watching a, you'd be watching a video and then there'd be the ads and there were movies you'd never seen, and there was always an ad from Ellen DeGeneres about a love note, a love letter. I don't remember that thing was called the love letter. Anyway, more as we get it. Uh, final judgments, autumn, autumn, yay or nay? Nay. Fourth best season. Okay, so Michael doesn't have a vote, obviously. <laughs> but do we want to manufacture um, some controversy by allowing him? <laughs> no, absolutely not. I came into this being like, autumn's obviously alike. And then very early on, the chat about the clocks going forward and back changed my mind. John changed no. my mind. And then... Michael started talking, <laughs> and I was like, I hate everything that's coming out of your mouth. Uh, so I I think you're... The way you made it so derivative... I don't know if that's the word. Derivative? Diminutive? Stupid. The word I'm looking for is stupid. Uh, of, of, I, I really like it. I like that it's seasonal, and I think it's a really nice bridge between the, the two of uh, summer and winter. And I, I like all the leaves. I like the weather. I think it's really, really nice. Okay, legitimate like from Will. Legitimate like from Will. John, what about you? It's a legitimate like from me. What could be better than waking up on a crisp autumn morning, the golden burnished leaves hanging from the trees, sipping your hot drink as you think about the walk you're going to take later that day, maybe kicking back in a pub or a New England hostelry afterwards with some hearty but not overfilling food you know a nice little squash bake talking about that kind of thing a couple of gourds maybe a nice warming drink and then kicking back in your feather bed ready for another day of fighting crime in a yorkshire accent the next day. <laughs> i genuinely cannot imagine a better season it's wet and i don't care i love it do you, does your does your does your huge baby um do you notice a difference in his enjoyment of walks does he enjoy it 
autumn walks more than summer or spring? What's been your I got really analysis? emotional recently because I realised that he had never experienced autumn because he was born in winter. So this is his first autumn, so I've been really excited to show it to him, which is part of why I'm such a Nazi about walks, Aww. is because I'm trying to turn him into the crown prince of autumn. Uh, <laughs> but I genuinely, I was um, playing with him on the floor of the living room where uh, unlike Michael's family, we have a TV that works. Uh, and um, the TV was on and an ad came on for the Great British Bake Off. Uh, and I said to my son, I said, oh, are you excited to watch uh, the Bake Off? And I got this catch in my throat because I realized he had never seen the Bake Off. He didn't even know what it was. He was born after the conclusion. <laughs> much of much the last like season. me. Yeah. Just, just, I was so excited that I would get to kind of watch through it with. He doesn't know what's going on, but. He's going to grow up to love it. Yeah, um, it's a legitimate like for me as well. I think it's great. It's 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 lovely and crisp, even if we do end up sweating up a storm in our coats. But then you go to bed filthy and it all works out. I don't understand what this episode was about. We wrote a little movie. We found some dead astronauts. <laughs> we There was South Africans. There was, there was everything. And uh, yeah, it's a legitimate like me for me. It was me saying things like... Parting is such sweet fucking time. Yeah, yeah. Can of, we come back into winter? A lot of very profane iambic pentameters. Yes! Can we do winter? Yes. Oh, yeah, I think we yes. should release them in like we'll do it autumn, winter, spring, artichokes. Like we'll do. <laughs> I've a lot of thoughts on summer, so I'm excited to come back here and and, and air them. Anya, how would you have voted? Oh yes. Yeah. Love autumn. Uh, I think we're having a really good one. We've had a lot of really good crisp days. Mm. Uh, the gourds are plentiful. The lambs. Oh, the lambs are grown up. Are, to Bruce. The lambs are. Yeah. They're not lambs anymore. We've eaten all the lambs, Anya. Yeah, you haven't, but yeah, John and the, I have. The, we've had some good days. We've had some lovely crisp days. Uh, and uh, I hope we get a good run of it now before we... Uh... You sounded like a failing <laughs> leader of the Labour Party in the run-up to an election <laughs> there. Just saying, uh, we've, um, we've, we've had some good days. Um, so just but... a leader of the Labour Party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was big Ed Miliband, I feel. Um <laughs> That's what they say your, about me. Your more handsome sibling sat next to you doing a better job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is he the one with the... Who's the sibling? David. David Miliband. The one they should have yeah. made leader, but the, the yeah. lads didn't want him. Hugh, it always really lived. surprises me when you have all the secret knowledge. How do you, I mean, do you know all this? Man, you know, he doesn't I, drink. <laughs> just, yeah, <it's, laughs> His brain it's is not much knowledge. Infinitely high. But what it is stays in there, you know, so... <laughs> But periodically you'll be like, I'm really concerned about the North Carolina caucus. <laughs> Michael, not that I, I think we should I wasn't ask, gonna just ask him. politeness. What what are your stupid opinions? What would you have said? Like nothing nothing really against autumn. It's just got absolutely nothing going for it that the other seasons don't, you know? Anything good you could say about autumn, you could say about any other day of the year. Nope. Not true. Pumpkins. Autumn's not a day. The leaves are falling off the trees. You don't like being cozy and comfortable, though. You like being doing mad stuff and being cold. And <laughs> yeah, you like being. You probably like being whipped in an ice cold <laughs> no, warehouse no, or something like that. No, I do not. <laughs> the leaves of the podcast tree are starting to fall away. Nicely done. And it's time for us to go back to our cozy little homes, and it's time for Aww. you, listener, to put a scarf on and carry on your day without us in your ears. John, thank you so much for joining us again. Thank you all. It's been such a pleasure. Oh, such a pleasure. How are you going to spend your autumn in a nice way? I hope so. The most delightful. Oh, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Hugh, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Will. 
Uh, Michael and Anya, you've also been here. My name's been Will. This is Legitimate Likes. Please uh, subscribe, like, give it five stars, share it with a friend, and give us a tweet and an Instagram message. Send us some pictures of some New England forests. And remember, don't be a Poindexter. Hang ten, dude! <laughs> Bye. 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 Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.